welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. Good morning. Well done, guys, for coming to church. <laughs> Who stood up late to watch the elections last night? Yes. Um, I'm really excited to share this morning and um, the word that I feel to share about is called He Is and basically it's a message that you probably all know but I really believe that it's important to remind ourselves of who God is. Um, Either we just go through life and we forget or we can start to actually believe things that aren't true about who God is. So this morning, we're going to look at God's Word. We're going to look at some big words that describe God. And we're going to learn who God is or remind ourselves who God is. And I really pray and believe that each one of us will have maybe a shift in our lives where we've been starting to believe things that aren't truthful or just will be encouraged as we're reminded who God is, the amazing God we serve. So you guys excited this morning? Let's look at the Word of God, let's learn who He is. So you're going to learn some big words, you might already know these, but the first word we're going to look at is omnipresent. Say omnipresent. Thank you, Maya, for the graphics. Omnipresent. Omni means all and present means present. So omnipresent means present everywhere, all the time. And that's who our God is. He is omnipresent. A couple of scriptures, Psalm 139 says, where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Isn't that amazing? Jeremiah 23, 23 to 24 says, Am I a God at hand, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not fill the heaven and earth, declares the Lord? I love that. I want to remind you this morning that God is omnipresent, which means you are never alone. You are never alone. He is always present. And it also means he's not a distant God. He's interested in you and he's interested in me. And I love that about God. And um, with each of these names, I want to just share like a personal story and look at a biblical story. And I was thinking about the times in my life where God has been so present And to start with, I thought I'd share a funny one because God has been with me in the ups and downs, but he is with me in so many times when I'm embarrassing. Um, Has anyone seen Miranda Hart, the comedian, that show? That is literally me. Simon talked about the new... (laughs) Simon's like, that's true. Um, I just think the Lord is with me and just thinks, Christy, what are you doing? Um, Recently, we're at the New Life Conference and can I just give a shout out as well? I went down there with just a heart I felt like I was taking your guys' hearts with me. I wasn't so much thinking about, is this going to be good for me and Simon? Is this going to be good for my family? I went down there thinking, is this going to be good for our church family? 
is our church family going to be blessed by being a part of this? And guys, it was beautiful. The people were just normal and real. They love the Holy Spirit there. The kids and the youth ministries, I just was not thinking even of my own kids. I was thinking of your children and what a blessing it would be. So it was amazing. And part of being at the conference is they often have pastor's lounges. And Simon and I have been to many conferences where there's pastor's lounges and we often usually avoid them because you sort of, all the cool people go there. But we were, we're like, no, we're going to meet these pastors. Let's get to know some of the pastors. And so it was lovely talking to the pastors, beautiful people, really normal, down-to-earth, faithful people. And throughout the conference, they were actually selling merchandise as well, cool hoodies and T-shirts. So while we were in the pastor's lounge, I saw this beautiful rack of clothes, lovely jackets, um, a beautiful leather satchel. I love leather satchels. Um, I was having a good browse through the items, looking in the bag for where the price was, things like that, until someone with me, whether it was Kerry or Simon, pointed out I was fossicking through other pastors' clothing. <laughs> Literally. God was with me at that moment, and I think he was thinking, maybe he was just laughing. Maybe I'm just his little private jester. But God is with you in your embarrassing moments, in your amazing moments. But I want to remind you this morning, he is with you at all moments, even your darkest moments. There have been times where I have been so in shock and so when death has hit suddenly, you guys would know, many of you would know what that's like, when grief hits you hard, when you feel maybe so alone in life, his presence, his sweet presence, he is there. And you can reach out to him, he knows and he understands. God is a God who is omnipresent. He is not distant and far away. You need to remember, he is close to you always. Omnipresent means he is with you now but he was also with you in your past and he is with you in your future. You need to remember that this morning. He was with you in your past. He knows the stuff you've experienced. He knows the things that other people may not understand and he loves you and you can talk to him about that. He gets things that others may not get. He is with you in your present, your day-to-day life. He is close and with you and he can be known by you and you can talk to him. He is not a distant God. But I wanna also remind you this morning that our God is a God who is also already in your future. He goes before you, which means you don't need to live a life of fear. Your God has been with you, He is with you, and He goes before you. Like your future actually need not hold any fear or worry because the amazing God who loves you goes before you. He goes before me with the unknown, with the fearful situations, with the scary situations. Your God goes before you. You do not need to fear your future. You will never be alone. And I want to encourage young people this morning. When I was young, I don't know, life just seemed scary. I meant to make big decisions about who I'm going to be and what I'm going to do and who will I marry. But can I encourage you that God goes before you. You do not need to fear. Whether you're middle-aged or older, life can throw curveballs, situations happen, and you don't quite think this is the life I was expecting, but your God goes before you. Your business situations, your family situations, your personal health situations, your God goes before you because we have an omnipresent God. And can I also remind you, the devil is not omnipresent. He is a limited being. He can only be in one place at one time. Yet our God is an omnipresent God. He is with each of us constantly, past, present, and future. Romans 8, 37 to 
39 says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Guys, I hope you're getting this in your heart. God is with you. He has been with you and he will be with you. And he's not with you in like a passive bystander kind of way. He is with you in a way that he is for you. He will fight for you. He will empower you. He will give you strength. He's an active God. He's living. He's not dead. He is with you. Anyone get excited? I'm so thankful. So what we can do with that is we can draw close to him. Talk to him. He's there. You're not doing this life alone. He is with you constantly. Draw close to him. Trust in him. He will never leave you. And a really cool biblical example of this is throughout the Bible, it's full of God being with people. But the most awesome example I love is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. And um, we'll quickly read it. It's an amazing story. A lot of kids learn it. Um, but it's so good for us adults to be reminded. Daniel 3, 17 to 18. Daniel, sorry, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were, along with everyone else, commanded to bow down to an idol. But they were men that would not bow down. They would only bow down before their God. And Nebuchadnezzar, the king at the time, said, if you do not bow down, you'll be thrown into a fiery furnace. And they ranked up the heat so, cranked up, ranked up, I made a new word. They cranked up the heat so hot that even the men throwing the people in um, died from the heat. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not bow down. And it says here, they said, I love this phrase, they said, if this be so, if they're going to be thrown in, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. What faith, eh? They're like, our God can deliver us from this. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, and I love this, even if God does not deliver them, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. And um, these three guys were thrown in the furnace. And the amazing thing is in Daniel 3, 24 to 25, it says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. And this biblical story is such a powerful reminder of our omnipresent God. He is even present in the fiery furnace. He's present in the fire. He's present with them. He was present. He is present with us in every part of your life. When you feel like your life is a fiery furnace, your God is present in those times. He's present with you in the most amazing good times and the hardest times. Your God is present and he's a powerful God. And... Um, I just really want to encourage you when you think about God being omnipresent, keep your heart close towards him. Turn to him continually. Every day turn your heart towards him because he is always with you. And um, just ignore the enemy's lies that, that God is not. That better not be rugby sounds. Please, please. <laughs> um, a few of us staff at church will join in in the morning with the school um, teachers and staff and pray and this week one of the um, principals prayed the most powerful prayer 
and it was a reminder of the access we have to God continually. And he was praying that in the Old Testament, we were reminded that only one person, one time every year, would have access to God's presence. In the temple, one person, one priest, one time every year would be able to enter the Holy of Holies. And then he shared and reminded us how through Jesus, making a way for all of us, everyone who calls on him can every day continually have access to God. And that is our omnipresent God. So God is with you and his presence is with you. And he goes before you. Don't forget that this morning. He is omnipresent. The next word I want to look at this morning is omniscient. Say omniscient. Omniscient means all-knowing, and you can see it's omni, which is all, and scient, which is like science. So you guys, if you struggle with these big words, you'll remember that. He is all-knowing, and I want to read this quote that I love. When we say that God is omniscient, it means that he has perfect knowledge of all things. He does not have to learn anything, and he has not forgotten anything. God does not have to reason things out, find things out, or learn them gradually. He knows everything that has happened and everything that will happen. God also knows every potential thing that might happen. I love that. God even knows those things that humankind has yet to discover. This knowledge is absolute and unacquired. The omniscience of God means that he has perfect knowledge, perfect understanding, and perfect wisdom as to how to apply that knowledge. I love that. It blows your mind when you understand. We're like ants trying to understand God. He is all-knowing. 1 John 3, 19 to 20 says, By this we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our hearts before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. Another cool verse that shows God's omniscience is Romans 11, 33 to 34. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord and who has been his counselor? I think when we stop to just ponder on the knowledge of God, you can just stand in awe that he knows everything. And when um, our kids were young, they truly believed that we knew everything. (laughs) We were like omniscient to them. And um, boy, there were some phases with each of my children where the questions they would ask would get so deep. And you're like, I don't think I'll know that till I get to heaven. Like some of those questions are so awesome. And um, you're just constantly answering questions. Any other parents have been through or going through those phases, just the questions and the questions and you're tired and the questions keep coming and you want to answer them. And I remember one of my phrases that I used to lean on when I was really tired was just because, like, maybe why this? Just because. And sometimes that was, that was enough. But, and then they moved to their teens and you know nothing. Um, but then when they get older and you get older, they, like, I realise the depth of wisdom my parents have as you age. So, Yeah. But we are not omniscient. God is all-knowing. And nothing takes him by surprise, which I love. There have been curveballs thrown in life. And um, it's so cool to know, actually, when my life seems shaky, when my life seems so unsure, it's so good to come to God and know, God, this is not taking you by surprise at all. Like, he knows. He is our rock. Nothing shakes him. He is our rock and he is our comfort and he is never unnerved. Isn't that cool? 
He's a place of stability and refuge. And when everything else in life is unstable, our God is stable. He is sure you can trust Him. Our God is omniscient. He is all-knowing, which means He also knows my faults and flaws and yours. Oh, sometimes that can be hard, but He knows them. He knows our thoughts even before we think them. He knows the intentions of our heart. He knows your future, and He knows all things past, present, and future. He is all-knowing, and the fact that He is all-knowing It gives the implication that we can fully trust in him and his knowledge. And that means that we can actually live with a constant sense of rest and peace. And I really feel this is important for some of you this morning. As believers, you don't need to understand everything or have the most stable life at the moment with crazy stuff going on. Look at the world as well. As believers, when you know that your God is omniscient and all-knowing, that nothing takes them by surprise, you can literally live with a sense of peace that surpasses all understanding. You serve a God who is not phased. He knows all. He is a rock. And as believers, can I encourage you to draw close to Him and not live out of fear, but live in a sense of peace and rest. Um, I heard the coolest story recently that I want to share that really shows how our God is omniscient, that he is all-knowing, even when it doesn't make sense. And it was of this guy who was a pastor, and he had his Easter service coming up, and he so clearly felt God tell him, you need to invite your friend who's an atheist to church. He had an awesome friend who was a, didn't believe in God, an atheist, and he's like, God, he's never going to come to church. He's like an outright atheist. But he just so knew that God had told him that. So he trusted in God. And he tells the story about how he was at his friend's work. And he said, hey, I'd love to invite you to the Easter service coming up this Sunday. They talked a bit about God. And um, the guy never came. The guy never came to church. Years later, this man was pondering, like, God, you so clearly said to invite him. Like, it was a real clear, like, word from the Lord. And... uh, This guy still, you know, hasn't come to church, hasn't followed you. And then he shared how one Sunday this random guy came up to him and said, you don't know me, but years ago I was actually doing some work in a business uh, on the floor with tiles. You didn't see me, but you were talking to someone and you guys were talking about God and you invited him to your Easter service. And that Sunday, me and my wife and family went to your Easter service and we gave our lives to Jesus. And we've been following God ever since. And I was like, that's such a cool story, isn't it? Like, things don't make sense in life. We can look back and think that doesn't make sense, but how cool is that? Like, that God is so knowing that he knew that guy would be kneeling there and would hear about God. And I think that's such a cool story of how we can trust in the Lord. Even when we look back and things seem like they were failures or don't make sense, we can trust in our God. We can live with a sense of peace that He will work things out, past, present, and future. A really cool biblical example of this, and I think because of time I won't go into it, but is the story of Abraham and Sarah. And if you want to read it later, it's in Genesis 18. But they desperately wanted to have a child, and they couldn't, and Sarah was old. And when Abraham was outside, a group of men came and he just thought they were visitors. So very hospitable to them, cooked them a meal. But it was actually the Lord visiting him. And the Lord said, this time next year, your wife Sarah will be with child. 
It's the power of the all-knowing God and the power of the prophetic. He knows the future. And um, such a shock to Abraham. Sarah was listening. She wasn't right there. And she said to herself, like, this, this isn't going to happen. Like, I'm too old. And the cool thing about this story is that <laughs> later on, God actually says, he heard her, and he's like, yes, you will. And she's like, I never said that. And he said, yes, you did, because he's all-knowing. He knows what we say even when he can't hear it. But it's such a powerful story to show that God knows the future, and he is all-knowing. He knows our thoughts. He knows what we say in secret and what we do in secret. He knows our future. And I want to remind some of you the power of the prophetic. You may not have seen some of those things that have been prophesied over your life come to pass right now. But our God is all-knowing, and you can trust him with your future. You can trust in our God even when things don't make sense. And I wanted to also share a little something that is a slight warning for all of us humans that it is so easy as people to start to think that we know everything. Isn't it such a temptation? We start to think that we know everything, we know what's best, and we can even get to a point where we think we know what's better than what God thinks. We, could, we have a, God, my way, I think this is the best plan for me. And I think as we look this morning and stand in awe of the all-knowing God that we serve, I want to remind you to maybe check your heart and your plans. Are you seeking Him and listening to Him? Are you humbly coming before Him and giving your dreams and desires and plans to Him? Like Simon said last week, are you just saying, come on God, bless, bless my plans? Because I know that I want to live a life that is not my own way. <laughs> Otherwise, my life would be a mess. I'd be fossicking through people's bags and doing stupid things. I want to live my life for Him. I want to live His way because I can trust that His way is the right way. No matter how it looks, I can trust in Him. Isaiah 55, 8-9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So my challenge this morning, as we look at the omnipotence of God, sorry, the omniscience of God, do you trust Him completely with your life? He is all-knowing. Do you trust Him and His Word, even when His Word may not make sense, or you can't comprehend or understand it? Do you trust Him? And um, I feel like some of you this morning, God is actually saying, will you trust me again? It's like you need to make this fresh decision to say, God, I trust you. I trust you no matter what. Will you trust me afresh? He's saying to you this morning with your questions. Will you trust me again with your pain? Will you trust me with that situation that you are so desperately trying to sort out yourself? Will you trust it to me and leave it with me? Will you trust me with your kids or your grandkids? Will you trust me with your job situation? Will you trust me with your finances? Will you trust me? The coolest quote when you think of the context of today and even what Simon prayed about this morning with the Jewish people and what they've been through was from Corrie ten Boom that says, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. And I think that's so powerful. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. So our God is... Omnipresent, so I encourage you, reach out to him, keep your communication, your relationship strong with him because he is with you past, present and future. 
And our God is omniscient. He knows all things. Will you trust Him with your life? Will you trust in Him and His ways? And lastly this morning, our God is omnipotent. Say omnipotent. And when you look at the word, that means all-powerful. It's omni, which is all, and potent, which is powerful. Um, and I think Jason and um, Brendan have written a song about that, eh? So when you're singing that, you're now like, yeah, our God is all-powerful. <laughs> this cool quote I love, it says, God is all-powerful. <clears throat> to say that God is omnipotent is to recognize that there is nothing outside of his ability to accomplish and no one who can exercise power over him. God created the entire universe and he holds the power over it all. From the tiniest of birds and insects to the infinite stars and planets, all is under his command. Jeremiah 32:17 says, Ah, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. That's awesome. Our God is omnipotent. Matthew 19, 26 says, But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And this morning, I think some of us need to be reminded that our God is all-powerful, yeah? We need to be reminded of this. We can just start to believe lies or just start to forget the God that we serve. He is all-powerful. He casts out demons. He heals the sick. He brings sight to the blind. He raised the dead to life. Our God is all-powerful. He spoke and the world was created. That is our God. He is all-powerful. I was trying to think of like a personal story to share about God's power. And in the end, I just started reflecting on, I think it's been like 26 years in ministry or 27. I started to just reflect on the things that we've seen and how the power of God has, I'm not talking about the power of God to create the world or sustain the world. I'm talking about lives of people. He, he is just an amazing God. And I started to reflect how I've seen his omnipotence in people's lives. And I've seen people set free from the burden of sin and the change that has brought to their life, their demeanor, their, the hope they have when they're set free from sin. I've seen the power of God set people free from addiction, addiction to drugs, addiction to pornography, addiction to anything. The power of God has brought freedom from addiction and just joy and peace and hope to people who have been under that burden and to have hope again and joy again and to be forgiven the power of God to bring freedom from addiction. He is all powerful. He can free you from addiction. I've seen hopeless marriages restored where they seemed like there was no hope. That is the power of God. I've heard and seen countless stories of God miraculously healing people's bodies. God is a powerful God. I've seen radical deliverances take place where the demonic presence cannot stay in the presence of Jesus. I've seen that, the freedom from the demonic that the name of Jesus has brought. I've seen people who have been on the cusp of suicide with just dark hopelessness before them find freedom and hope for their future in Jesus and be able to live a life filled with joy because of the power of God in their life. And that's just the start of it. I've seen him impact families and generations. I feel like we should just clap and praise God for his power. 
He is so powerful. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you're feeling like there's a situation where it seems hopeless, if you are struggling in secret or your family is struggling, I want to remind you this morning that our God is omnipotent. He is all powerful. He's not just some powerful. He's not just a little bit powerful sometimes if you're good. He is all powerful all the time to all of us. And we need to remember that. And the coolest example of this in the Bible, when I was thinking of a story, I mean, he's powerful right through the Bible. But the coolest thing I could think of to show you the power of God is when we look at the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus died for us. He made a way for us. But listen to what happens as God restored Jesus' body to life. It says, God by, this is a quote, God by his exerted power reversed the process of death, overturned the process of decay, caused a silent heart to beat again, made our Lord's closed eyes to open again, his lifeless corpse to walk again, but there's so much more. Jesus didn't simply return to life. He wasn't merely resuscitated. He was resurrected with a glorified body, one incapable of aging, pain, sickness, or death. He was resurrected with an eternal body, which according to Philippians 3, serves as a prototype for our own resurrected bodies. In raising Christ from the grave and transforming his body for eternity, God was exerting his strength He displayed his omnipotence in the very center of human history. I want to ask you this morning, what in your life needs the power of God to come in and bring freedom or hope or healing? Is there an area where you need to just invite God in to to bring a supernatural, his power into your life? One area I really felt, and I'd love the band to come up. We're going to end with a um, powerful song singing, All Hail King Jesus Soon. But one area that I felt to touch on this morning was fear. As a young girl, I struggled greatly with fear. And it was an unreasonable fear because my brother loved the big chunky black spiders and they weren't scary to me. I was terrified of daddy long legs. I would go into a complete, (laughs) my poor mother, the amount of daddy long legs she had to take out of houses and rooms and places and It's almost like the fear seemed to follow me though. Simon laughs, but there are times when I would be just sitting talking and just daddy longies would find me and they would come on me and it was a paralyzing fear. And along with that, I would have fear of the dark. I would have fear when surfing of things underneath me. Just fear paralyzed my life. And there came a point in my life, I think I just put up with it because we all talk about how everyone's afraid of spiders. But I was challenged and I was like, I I do not need to be afraid of the stupid littlest spider as well. And I remember responding just in church as a young person in a very normal service and just someone prayed for me. But from that point on, I know there was a shift. There was a change. That crippling fear no longer had a hold over me. And I needed to still walk, walk in confidence, walk in faith but that crippling fear was gone. And I wanna remind those of you who struggle with fear, it may not be of spiders, it might be of people or situations or just of certain aspects of your life, but we serve a God who is all powerful. He's omnipotent and you don't need to bow to fear. We serve a God who is all powerful. And I wanna ask you, what are you fearing right now? Is it fear? 
Is it sickness? Is it a big decision on your mind? Is it a person? Is it a situation that seems overwhelming? Are you constantly fearful of the state of the world? Because you don't need to live in fear. You serve a God who is all-knowing, He's ever-present, and He is all-powerful. And if anyone in this world right now should walk with a sense of peace and hope, it should be us believers. Because we don't need a fear. We don't need a fear. We serve the all-powerful God. He fights on your behalf. And so as we finish this morning, I hope that you've been encouraged and challenged as, as we've looked at who God is. And I hope that faith has risen in your heart, that you can walk from this place and know that you have an omnipresent God. He is with you always. He knows your past. He knows those things that you've struggled with and that you feel like no one else could understand. He gets that. You can talk to him about that. He knows your present. He is with you. You do not need to be afraid. And he goes before your future. We serve a God who's omniscient and you can come to him and trust him with your questions. I encourage you to ponder on his greatness regularly. Ponder, look at creation. And I love to look at the sky sometimes or just nature and I love to say man God you're awesome like I love to give him compliments because we need to do that more he is amazing our God is all powerful and he has the power to bring freedom to your life to bring healing and hope he has the power to give you the strength and confidence to not fear to not worry but to trust him and I love if you'd be keen to stand with me this morning and I love to pray over you and then um We'd love, I'd love you to sing as well, just as we sing All Hail King Jesus. Let's make that just really a song of declaration of our worship for God. But if you know you've been struggling in one of these areas, I pray that as I pray, just lift that area up to the Lord. He knows. Maybe you have questions about who He is and maybe you have worries and concerns, fears about people or things or your family. Let's Let's give these to God this morning as we pray and then let's sing with all of our hearts. Father, we come to you this morning and Lord, I wanna apologize if there are times when I make you into this tiny God that you are not. Lord, when I'm worrying and stressing and going about my life and not really acknowledging who you are, you are the God of all gods. You are the King of all kings. You are the God who heals. You are the God of great power. You are the God who knows everything. You are the God who is always with us. You never leave us. Father, this morning as we come to you, we wanna apologize and wanna ask you to bring hope and healing to our lives. With the areas where we have maybe started to be fearful about our future, with the areas where we have started to doubt you, we come to you and we give you all of our hope and our faith and trust. And we say, God, we trust in you again. Lord, we ask you to come this morning and heal bodies. Lord, bring freedom from addictions in Jesus' name. Where there are people that are struggling, may they walk away from this place free in Jesus' name. And Father, thank you that you go before us. We can trust in you. And Lord, as we sing this morning, we wanna just declare afresh how amazing you are we love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's sing with all our hearts. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. 
to contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.